Good evening, Graham. Happy Thanksgiving. We're on live. It is Thanksgiving where I am. You got a couple more hours, but you know, we're yeah. all in a holiday spirit. Totally. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Graham, I'm thankful for a lot of things, not the least of which is getting to do this and have some fun with you, but I'm also thankful for 11 and 0 season. Can't lie. Man, for sure. Yeah. First and foremost, uh, definitely want to uh, exchange gratitude with you as well. Cause, uh, this is a blast and I enjoy doing it. And, uh, we started doing this just to have fun. And now a lot of people are tuned into to the show and we really appreciate that. And, uh, it's been a blast kind of watching this grow throughout the last few months together. Um, yeah, I like it's, this is a season that I've never seen, you know, uh, I was born in 1989. So I, you know, the, like I was watching today on Twitter, there was a Patrick Garbin posted the, uh, the end of the, the 97 UGA tech game, the, the Corey Allen, uh, throw from Mike Bobo with the Munson clip. And I was actually at that game as a kid, but it kind of brought me back to like the, the golf Donnan, even a lot of the, you know, some of the Rick years where it was like, you know, you would like being a kid, seeing like Nebraska or Miami or, you know, or Florida or whoever it was like up at the top of the polls being undefeated and being like, man, I wonder what it would be like to be a fan of a team like that and not really thinking that, that would happen. Um, so, I've, had, I've had those thoughts yeah. as uh, like 2014. So, uh, totally. No, here we are. No, it's, it's an exciting time. I mean, and, and Georgia's, you know, obviously it's been the number one and then the whole run of the playoff rankings everyone's chasing us i mean there's some good teams right there it's not going to be a cakewalk but we do have a decided advantage on saturday versus georgia tech and uh, we and i don't i think the players are going to be fired up for it I, I mean we've got you know players from all over the country but there's a lot of dogs that play played against these guys in high school and in some of the camp so i think they'll be fired up and it'll be a good uh i you know i don't think we're gonna I think we're going to show up. Charleston Southern looked, yeah, you know, maybe like they took a little, a little bit off, but I, I think they're going to, yeah. they're going to be fired up. And, uh, and with that, what are your first thoughts on the game? Yeah. I mean, looking, kind of looking at both sides of the ball um, on offense, Georgia has a position or has an advantage on at every position on the field. Right. Um they, I think Georgia should be able to do a lot of good work through the air on this defense. There's favorable matchups for Georgia all over the field. A couple spots where they have a massive advantage that that I've kind of been able to target is uh, their strong safety for Georgia Tech. I got Juine Thomas last week. He was targeted four times in the past game, gave up three catches for 121 yards and a touchdown. Um the other two catches resulted in first downs. But what was interesting is Notre Dame was able to get their tight end, their right boundary receiver, and their right slot receiver in man-to-man situations with Thomas. And so knowing how good Todd Mockin is, you got to assume that that Georgia will be able to do that. And I would look for Georgia to pick on him when they get the chance. But uh, just on the season, when Thomas busts, man, he busts big. He's given up 23.4 yards a catch this year. 70.8% of his targets have resulted in receptions. Um, and then the other guy in the secondary is our old friend, Trey Swilling. Uh, the last time we saw young Mr. Swilling, he was being thrown into a wall by one George Pickens. And while I doubt we will see a brawl on Saturday, uh, especially with an impending SEC championship game, I do expect Georgia to throw him in a wall in the proverbial sense. Uh just his missed tackle percentage is 23 and a half percent. It's the worst among the back seven on tech's team. Uh, he's prone to getting interference penalties, but I, I think Georgia can maybe attack him in the screen game a little bit just cause he's not a super strong tackler. Um, yeah, man. I mean, they're like looking at their linebacking core. It's the same story, right? Uh, right for the picking. Uh, they asked their inside linebackers to cover a lot. Um, but Quez Jack Jackson and, uh, Allende, LA, uh, third and fifth most con- cover snaps of any players on the team this year. Jackson's allowing a reception on 94.7% of his targets and Elay uh, on 89.5%. So I think if Georgia gets tight end or a halfback matched up on a linebacker in this game, then Stetson Bennett should be looking there first because it 
should be a big play. Yeah, I was just uh, I kind of you know tracked my stats here, and they've they had a good start to the season defensively, um, at big game versus North Carolina, but since then it's kind of gone off the rails. The last the last three games, uh, they were allowed um, they've allowed eleven point one versus against Miami against the pass per attempt at sixteen sixteen point uh 16 yards an attempt versus boston college and 11 versus notre dame um and it's it's uh like you said i mean georgia can is gonna be able to pass the ball at will i mean they they have a a mediocre pass or a you know 40 uh 42 success rate allowed which is pretty good but it's it's um you know the last three games their pass success rate allowed has been over 50 percent in every game so uh, yeah, Georgia should be able to to rack up some stats. Yeah, I mean Notre Dame's passing game, like I know that they're a, a ten and one football team that's ranked number five in the country, but uh, they have not been explosive in the passing game really at all this year. And they've, you know, they switched quarterbacks a couple times, and they've gone back to Jack Cohn, but he's a guy that's forty third in the country in QBR. Um, you know, he's not. He's not tearing it up like he's averaging 8.1 yards an attempt. But last week against this tech defense, he was 15 of 20 for 285 and two touchdowns. So, like, I, I think for me, man, I would like to see uh, maybe like we've seen Georgia come out and try to establish the run a lot this year. And to be honest, you know, they haven't really been great on first and second drives over the last half of the season. So, I, I think this is a game where I would like to see Georgia come out and try to throw early to open up the run and, you know, create a little space up front. Cause I, I do think that Georgia tech's defensive line is probably the best unit on their team. Um, the defensive tackles are serviceable, but like, let's be frank, man, Georgia's struggled to run on worse fronts this season than the one that Georgia tech is going to roll out on Saturday. Um, and, and Warren Erickson has struggled against worse tackles than what he will face on Saturday. So I think it would be nice to see Georgia have kind of a statement game to show that they're ready for what's ahead with Alabama. Um, and if he struggles early, I would again, love to see Georgia go to Xavier trust in that position. Cause I thought he did some really good things against Tennessee, but yeah, I like, I, I think that's the big question for me. The two things that I'm watching is one, the run game, but two, uh, did, like if it, it felt like the passing game was kind of out of sync last week. I don't know what your takeaway was from it, but Daniels and Bennett, were combined 0 for 5 on throws 20 plus yards downfield and those were throws that Georgia's been really good and very you know been hitting at a very high rate so far this season um so I like I want to see the offense look like it's in a good flow before Bama yeah you know I'm not gonna take a lot away I don't I don't a noon kick when they played a lot of noon games a lot of important games and it might have been a slack week at practice and sure. it te- tells you how important good practices are you know you can't take you can't take any game for granted I mean you know they won comfortably and stuff so I suspect they had a they're gonna buckle down and and uh put a statement together offensively and everyone wants to be crisp and sharp because they know they're not going to play the whole game. You're only going to get a few snaps and this is a big game, you know, big rivalry game, say what you will. I mean, it's not our biggest rival, but these guys want to dominate and you know, they want, they want to hold the sign that says we run the state and they don't want to backdoor into that. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you know, um, it's definitely different than the tech rivalry was 20 years ago. Right. Where, you know, there was a time where they won three straight in this and then Mark Rick showed up and everything changed. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the classic Ray golf quote, right? If you don't think tech is Georgia's biggest rival, just lose to them and see what happens. <laughs> hey, I've got, I've got some stats here. Um, this is what Georgia tech did defensively. You can see that, that North Carolina game where they actually won all three phases of that yards per play. Um, that that 31 is actually successful plays it's i'm looking at explosiveness a little differently instead of trying to put a number on it these are the number of successful plays that georgia tech had against north carolina though that success rate um was they had um anyway so this is what georgia tech held opposing offenses to sorry so you know they had a good couple games to start the year that clemson game obviously they they gave them all they wanted you know that was a you know that game would seem to be more important than it does now in hindsight but 
Um, they held, you know, that North Carolina offense to 42% success rate. But from there, you can see it kind of slipped away from them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 7.5 yards per play against Pitt and then going down there to Miami, Boston College, and Notre Dame. Um, and, yeah. And you can see, you know, 41 successful plays against Pittsburgh, 42 successful plays against Virginia and Duke. And that's just, that's, and that's astounding. That's a lot of successful plays that they're going to have against those teams. And Georgia yeah. and Georgia's averaging, you know, th- 31 successful plays a game. And that averages out. If you take their point total, that averages for every successful play. That's actually putting 1.2 points on the board, which is a real fascinating. That, yeah. That's, yeah. and that's right there with, I mean, it's almost identical to uh, Alabama and Ohio state and some of the best in the country. So it's just yet again, another way of look at looking at the efficiency. And so if you're thinking that Georgia, that Georgia tech is going to hold Georgia under their season average of successful plays, you're crazy. They're going to have, they're going to have 30 through, you know, through the third quarter. And that's going to be, you're looking at a 38 point, uh, you know, before the starter, re- before the starters really get pulled. So I can see them scoring 35, 38 points. And, and, you know, they're allowing on the flip side, Georgia's allowing 19 successful plays on defense. Um, and Which I, I'm I, assuming is by far the lowest in the country. It's, it's up there. I mean, I think um, actually Wisconsin's at seven. Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was actually a shout out to locked on Bulldogs podcast and, and YouTube show. Those guys had me on last night and, that was my first attempt at sort of explaining this sort of new number uh, that I've been tracking, and which is, which is interesting because on the flip side, you know, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, offensively successful plays, actual points are right there. But Georgia's allowing like 0.35 points per successful play allowed on defense, and that's almost twice as good as the second best team. Um, Alabama, most of the teams are in the 0.8 points per and Georgia's at 0.35 so that's that's ridiculous it just shows you even your good plays they're going to make you earn every yard and every point and I mean that's 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 ferocious and Georgia Tech just just Georgia Tech just doesn't have the offense to to beat this team on more than maybe one drive one garbage time drive I can absolutely see Notre uh, that uh, Georgia Tech has scored their last points in the third quarter of Boston College so no I'm with you man um I mean, just looking at the the tech offense. Uh, yeah, here are the, the entire... offensive number right there. There you go. So they were they were held. Their offense was under their opponent's season average and success rate in seven of these ten Power Five games. It's just not good. Yeah, I mean, from a personnel standpoint, the entire thing runs through Jameer Gibbs, the halfback. Um, he's probably honestly the only player on this team that like. I would call truly explosive and that could go and play at a lot of higher level programs than where tech is right now, but touches. I mean, he's got two to three times the rushing yards of anybody else. He's almost their, their leading receiver as well. The thing is just, we know Georgia's not going to give up anything of significance or consistency on the ground and the linebacking core. We know they can cover halfbacks coming out of the backfield. So it's just like this, the tech offensive line is truly awful though, man. Um, they gave up six sacks last week against Notre mm-hmm. Dame. So, like, imagine what could happen this week against this Georgia defensive front. Um, I, I, I think this is one of those weeks where, like, Georgia could get pressure from any time, at it, like, from any position at any time in this game. Um, I also, like, coming off the left edge in particular, though, uh, the right tackle, Jordan Williams, is uh, probably the weakest of the O-linemen. So, could be a good week for Nolan Smith that's his edge um but yeah man i mean against notre dame their quarterback they're playing a backup right now but he was pressured on 21 of his 38 dropbacks that's 55 percent. that's a really high number um so it's going to be interesting you like they don't have any wide receivers who can punish georgia for playing tight press coverage um you know 14 completions last week for 96 yards just really really inept and anemic non-explosive offense um we it is another dual threat guy yates can can scramble a little bit uh he did have four scrambles for 68 yards last week and busted a 54 yard run at one point but notre dame also isn't really like working with the same team speed that georgia is um I could see someone losing contain on the edge at some point, maybe, but I would be shocked to see him get to the second or third level uh, on a quarterback run off of 
broken play. But and even if they do, even if they can get some of those, and that's where their their yards are going to have to come from. They're going to have to just take advantage. I mean, I don't think Georgia is going to dedicate a spy to them. I think they're going to play their base defense and and uh, and they're going to get it. But you cannot score with that. You just can't. You just yeah. you're going to get down. Maybe you can move the ball for a first down or two. But you know we've talked about that. You know stat, and I know that 1.8 yards per play allowed inside the 25. So. Um, it, it's this defense is suffocating. I, I, I'm not going to be su- surprised at all if if it's a if it's a shutout. Yeah, I mean, you know, like the Tennessee game. I think we both sat here before that game and we were like, we feel like this offense can probably move the ball between the 20s pretty well. But what happens in the red zone? And ultimately, we found out, right? But like, I don't see anything from this Georgia Tech offense where it's like, oh, I think that they can have some success or you know, put together a string of first downs like. If they score in this game, it'll be off of a a busted play or a broken coverage or something like that, or you know, against the the third and fourth string guys late, late in the fourth quarter. But uh, yeah, like I I, it, I do think it's good for Georgia to face another dual threat guy because Bryce Young, he's not your classic dual threat, but like he has been running more lately, and it's something Georgia has to account for. And I mean, on the spy thing, like. Georgia's base defense actually always has somebody that's responsible for the quarterback. So I think it's good. You know, it's interesting just because I know they move that assignment around down by down. Like sometimes it may be one of the, the, the outside linebackers. Sometimes it could be an inside linebacker. Sometimes it could be a safety that's, that's watching that spot. But um, like, that's the Georgia tech's not going to force Georgia out of their base defense. Right. But um, like, the more, I guess, exposure that they can get or just seeing a little bit of speed in the backfield. that Because Young is a tough guy to sack. He's elusive. And so I think, like, uh, having a guy like that where, you know, these these defenders do have to really kind of play well and play, play through the quarterback to get a sack and they can't leave their feet and dive into a guy. If they do, they're going to bounce off. That's probably a good prep for, for Bama, in my opinion. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, with the Brini and Chris Smith and, you know, who comes out and starts, you know, that star position and, and uh, you know, because it's not obviously the talent level is not anything like Alabama, but it is this is the last game before the SEC yeah. championship game. So it will be it'll be curious, like you say, uh, you know, talk about the O-line and, and I guess really the O-line. Um, you know, Eric's in position and, you know, Brini and, and whatever, and the star position are kind of the only sort of question marks we've got, which is quite nice to have. And I guess, I guess the other question mark we, we have, which is a good one is um, George Pickens. What do you, uh, what, what do you think? We think we'll see him on Saturday. I do, man. Um, I, I do. Uh, I mean, to be frank, like I had someone from the sort of inner you know, inner circles of UGA tell me a few weeks ago that the plan was for him to play against Georgia Tech. Uh, Apparently he came off non-contact, I think, yesterday. So let's go. We'll see. We'll see. You know, I hope so. Um, But uh, the person that told me this is more, you know, they, they don't tell me things very often, but when they do, they're usually right. They told me that Will Muschamp was coming to coach at Georgia like, two and a half months before that happened. So, um, yeah, I hope that, I hope they're right. Cause I want to see him play. And I think that even if it's just for decoy purposes, having him on the field against Alabama makes a difference. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and so many people have taken shots at that kid and, you know, when he flipped from Auburn on signing day and, and sort of, you know, we talked about the swilling, you know, incident and it's sort of, you know, and he's, he's had some less than stellar moments where he got into the personal, uh, you know, the, personal foul in the Tennessee game last year, but that yeah. for a kid to come out, tear his ACL and sprint and, you know, and, 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 and camp and then fight through it, stay in school and commit, I think is impressive. And uh, I I'm cheering for him. I, I love to see him play. He's, he's electric. And for him to, to, uh, you know, we said, you know, uh, this injury timeline, you know, it would be a playoff run for him to come back and here he is man so i i hope he plays i hope he's healthy and um you know and i hope he doesn't do anything stupid <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean he's worked his ass off to get yeah. back by all accounts and um remained engaged <laughs> from an from an academic standpoint you know like he's done everything right it seems like 
Um, you know, so I, I, I think truthfully though, like looking back over the last decade or so of Georgia football, like other than maybe Todd Gurley, I don't know that I, that Georgia's had somebody that was just as like purely fun to watch as George Pickens has been, um, since showing up in Athens. Like he's just one of those guys where it feels like anything can kind of happen when he's in the vicinity of the ball. So from, from that perspective, I, I want to see him play. I mean, I also like, I would love for him to come back and, uh, play four games ball out and that be what he needs to, to go off the NFL and make a bunch of money and, and to leave with a ring. Right. Um, absolutely. You know, I think that would be great for all parties involved. Everyone would get what they want out of that situation. So I, I hope, you, I hope we see him, man. Um, I, and, you know, it was really nice seeing Blaylock back last week as well. That was encouraging. Oh yeah. And it seems like things offensively just, And, you know, uh, and McConkey and, and just these guys that just, you know, came up to play. And now we're getting some, you know, these guys that have been veterans and have snaps. It's just like, it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, it's, it's like you've written and believed all season. This is just a different year. It's a different brand of Bulldog football. Um, and, I mean, that George Pickens coming back from injury, just um, fingers crossed because that's just one more sort of feather in our cap to, to uh, you know, give us whatever we need to, you know, beat Bama and, and make some noise in, in January. Yeah, for sure. I agree. So let's, so give me, give me your prediction for Saturday. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say 45, nothing. Nice. All right. So, um, I mean, I know we didn't do a film breakdown, but in the spirit of, of what we do on the show here, I'll, I'll give my little script of how I think things are going to go, which is uh, I think George can get yards to the air with its halfbacks and tight ends pretty much whenever it wants. Uh, I would expect to see throws to Cook and McIntosh just to give Alabama something else to think about next week. And I think Brock Bowers will continue to do what he does. Um, this is a good game for George to get some work in with Darnell Washington. Like throw the dude a bone before he has to spend his entire afternoon chipping Will Anderson next week because that's probably what he's gonna be doing next week is trying to <laughs> trying to put a double team on him. But um, yeah, man, I, I you know I don't know what to expect from this run game anymore other than it'll have success on the edges. But um, at this point, I'm kind of surprised when it gets a really good push up the middle. Uh, but should be plenty of opportunities in the pass game. I think you know. Like, like I talked about, we'll see some screens to Burton and Jackson with consistent success if they want them. But the reality is, like, this is a hard one to predict just because I think Todd Monken can do whatever the hell he wants on Saturday and George is going to be fairly successful moving the ball. So keeping it simple on defense, uh, I don't know how Tech scores, period. So uh, I'm going 52-3. to three. Yeah. Uh, I can see, especially in this – the special teams having a factor uh, for Georgia with so many guys that those are the guys that play against Georgia tech players in high school and get a chance to make some noise. And I wouldn't be surprised to see another block punt or, you know, big return or just an opportunity for those special teams guys to, to make a play. That's a good one. I like that. It's a good nugget. Um, so with that, um, what is, before we get into the picks, um, yeah, Let's. What's your. What's the game you want to watch, the most? If you got. If you got. I gave you three games you're gonna watch this weekend, and you got to go rake leaves for the rest of them. Um, yeah, besides you, Georgia, right? Besides Georgia, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you don't rake leaves in the desert, but let's. Just, <laughs> but um. So yeah, rake some tumble, some tumbleweeds or something. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what? What are the three games that you're gonna watch? Uh, Egg Bowl, for sure, for pure chaos factors and just. It's a uniquely college football, college football there's, game. There's actually a lot riding on it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> there's really a year six bowl probably riding on it. So uh, I'm all for it, man. And yeah, uh, I, I think that's a fun one. Um, I would say Ohio State, Michigan, right? I don't know, actually, man. I feel like I know yeah, what's going to happen I there, think so. you know? Um Got it. Bedlam, I'm guessing. Yeah, 
Bedlam's, but, but Bedlam's another one where it's like, like, dude, I I bet on Oklahoma State just because like everything is telling me I should, but um, it's it seems like that's that's not <laughs> like Bedlam. We always watch Oklahoma win no matter what, right? So it's one of those things where it, it, um, I'm not a big Gundy fan, but he has to get this done. I mean, this is this is like you know they're like what nineteen and a hundred against him or whatever, and he's got the better team. I mean, this is like if you're, yeah. I mean, like I I, I'm not cheering for it, but it's like you honestly, you know, I don't want a back to back, you know, Oklahoma Oklahoma State game either. I'd rather see the Cowboys take care of business and just clean that mess up, and let's just forget this iteration (laughs) the Big Twelve ever existed. I would agree with that. you know, one game I am kind of intrigued by uh, is uh, Cincinnati and ECU, man. I think that's going to be an interesting game. On uh, Is that on Friday? Yeah, Friday at 3.30 on ABC. I think that, that that's a place that is actually a pretty underrated college football environment. Um, Greenville is. And hey, last time get rowdy. Last time Cincinnati went there, they get they barely survived, 43-46. Totally, yeah. yeah. And that team's been playing well lately. Um, you know, 14-point spread is one of the smaller ones we've seen Cincinnati have all year. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely interested there. Uh, I, I mean, look- like, I, I'm pretty excited about this Friday slate, truthfully, just because it feels like, you know, we're getting too kind of – two full days of football really um i think louisville louisville and kentucky's on friday too right uh no no that's gonna be a good game that's gonna be be a good game that's gonna be i think unc nc state will be an interesting game as well um you know i that's i grew up there so like cut me some slack right but no no that's um, good that's a good game nc state's having a good year yeah and 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 that is a friday night game and they have a chance to make the acc title game uh with a boston college win i think right Right. i believe that's correct so they'll be they'll be playing for something that's kind of one of those rivalries like nc state's one of those programs that's really snake bitten and like whenever they're close to doing something good some shit happens so I'm kind of just interested to see it from that standpoint as well. Um, you know, it, it's a fun, I don't know. It's a fun one. Like it's fun. One of those like kind of super regional rivalries that doesn't get a lot of national respect, but uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of juice behind it there locally in the region. Uh, I, I think Oregon state, Oregon, I'm excited for that one as well. Um. Yeah, my sicko game of the weekend is definitely Kansas State, Texas. <laughs> it's just I, I've been. I, I'm with you, man. <laughs> that's just. I mean, I, I'll be interested to see if if Texas can rally because they just Texas and USC have just quit. Um, and that's not a good sign for a first year coach. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm. I mean, I'm also interested in watching Florida State, Florida as well. Again, from that like sickos. Uh, kind of angle of just i'm gonna skip i will be gladly raking leaves i don't want i hate both those teams so much i can't well it's it's sure it's sure in the georgia game so yeah you know like i am kind of bummed that ohio state michigan is during the georgia game as well just because you know i i do feel like that's a game where the outcome does directly affect you know what georgia will be doing a month from now and like I think if you're a Georgia fan, you're a huge Michigan fan on Saturday. Uh, I, I don't think Michigan gets it done, but I think like if you're a Georgia fan and Michigan is able to go out and beat Ohio State and give them that second loss and clear them out of the playoffs, I think that improves Georgia's odds of winning a national title significantly because I don't think there's any way this Alabama team is beating Georgia twice. I could see it happening once. Don't think it's going to happen twice. Look at you, queued up, dude. Yeah, I just forgot I had this. I did this for the dog sports thing. So let me just throw up, <laughs> just throw these up there. Um, this, you know, this is a, the big game. Um, and Ohio State, man, I'm telling you, then that five. I mean, like I started looking at some of the stats. You know, it's like oh, five yards per play allowed on defense should be, you know. But there's a lot of teams that made the playoff and did well with five yards allowing five yards of play, and they're obviously ridiculously good on offense at eight yards of play, but. 
Um, you know, that's the, the numbers right there. Don't tell me that that's going to be a close game, but I just got a feeling that, in, that um, in the big house uh, that Michigan needs to can be competitive there, but you know, do you, did you pick that game? Uh, I did. Yeah. I picked Ohio state minus eight because I bet. Oh, it's minus eight. Mind. It's yeah. minus eight. Yeah. What'd you think it was? I was, thought it was closer to nine, nine and a half. Yeah, man. I don't know where it is now. I mean, I caveat that I bet all these on Tuesday, uh, but well, that's where you're supposed to bet them. Right. I know. Totally. I like, man, you know, I, there's the whole narrative about Michigan and it's like, Oh shit's different this year in Ann Arbor and things are going better. And like Harbaugh has it figured out, but like a couple of things. One, I heard that two years ago and then Ohio state dropped like 60 on their heads yeah, and beat them by like 30 that year that everyone was like, Michigan's got the best defense in the country. They're going to the playoffs. And then they got beat by, you know, they dropped, they let Ohio state score 60 on them. The other thing too, and um, like I was listening to the, I had already bet Ohio state by this point, but I was listening to the the cover three podcast today um, when I was running some errands and like, but Elliot asked the question of what, like who's the best quarterback that Michigan has faced this year and like went down the list of the quarterbacks they've faced, man. And like, they have not faced a, you know, they ain't even faced like a, a Will Levis, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, like probably the best guy they faced is uh, the Michigan State kid, but it's just, are they really equipped to to handle that passing attack? I don't know. I just think that if this game is close, Ohio State still could pull away in the fourth quarter and win by 14. But like, I I feel like this game is just as likely to be an Ohio State blowout as it is to be a close game. Therefore, I took the the points or laid the points, I guess. Yeah, it's, that's a, that's a low number that, uh, I mean, I guess it's an 11 point game neutral, I guess. Um, and yeah, they're it's 14. Yeah. It's close to a 13 and a half point game, but, and that's, it feels like the number, but, uh, noon kick, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be ready to play. I don't know. Uh, it's same. I feel the same way about Michigan as I do about Oklahoma state. They got to get it done at some point. I mean, same thing's been said about Georgia. So, and we're yeah. getting it, we're getting it done. But um, um, on the flip side, it was I had that Oklahoma State up there. I do believe that Georgia gets this win against Alabama next week, um, and an Ohio uh, Oklahoma State wins out. That it really sets up really nice bracket for Georgia because I do think Cincinnati and you know, would move up to three, and Oklahoma State's going to be the fourth seed. I think they jump Notre Dame, um, but. Um, eight or eight, but I could. Be I just wrong. don't think we're that lucky. But I mean, I'm I'm with you. But uh, yeah, I, just, I don't think George is that lucky. Like I think that. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Do I need to bring up some of your your columns this year? Come on, this is our year. This is. I mean, I think Georgia can beat any of those teams, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't think that. Like, dude, if Georgia rolls into a playoff with Cincinnati and. Michigan and Oklahoma State, like no, Michigan's I'm not gonna, getting in. I mean, I think it's gonna be Ohio well. State. If Michigan beat Ohio State, I'm yeah. just, like under the scenario where that was like the four, yeah, like would you not start celebrating? No, no, next week, no, 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 would absolutely. I not. would, I would not. I mean, print the shirts, dude. If that's the playoff, <laughs> print the shirts, man. It's <laughs> over with. I do think that uh, I was listening to Staples and he was talking about it. He was just sort of looking at the Georgia Alabama SEC championship game. And he talked about it. He was looking forward to watching Georgia without uh, sort of their backs against the wall and just seeing what they could do with just the pressure off. But I do think that a win is as important as ever because it knocks them out. It sets up. You don't want to be, you want to be the number one seed this year above all. Yeah. You do not want to be against, you know, Ohio State in that first the first game when they've got a full month to scheme and 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 you want to play them, you know, in a normal week. Um, and I do believe that four seed with an Alabama loss is going to be quite uh, an inferior team to whether it's Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, whoever it is. I mean, we we line up extremely well with all those teams. I agree. I think Georgia lines up well with everybody. So like. 
if you're Georgia, just go take care of what's in front of you. And then, you know, eventually what's in front of you will be the ultimate goal. Um, all right. No. Well, here here are picks. Here are Graham's picks. Brought to you by Odds Jam. Odds Jam, baby. Code uh, Dog Sports Live for thirty percent off your first two months. Odds Jam does have live odds on there now, which is an extremely extremely valuable tool. If you are betting any amount of money over the weekend on college football, you should be checking out Odds Jam. Get yeah, the best value and get that thirty percent off for your first couple months because the bowl season is just degenerate sicko months and you're going to need everything for your Damn bowl, right yeah for your confidence bowl pickums to bet in real money all that stuff um and uh yeah i saw an interesting stat that um the line moves when when lines moved in college football three or more points that uh if you got in early you won 60 percent of those it, your closing line value was you know, i believe you, that yeah so you know, pay attention to these early week lines. Use Odds Jam to make sure you're getting the best lines and uh, and track your bets and watch these line movements and stuff because it absolutely matters. You're gonna lose ten percent of your bets just in those those three point line moves. That's very true. Um, all right, so Josh, last week we got back on the winning train, eight and one. Hashtag feeling good. You know what I mean. Um, Brought us to 81, 54, and 1 against the spread this year. That is just under 60% winners. We could move to Vegas and do this professionally if if we could count on doing that every year, which we're not quite ready for that yet. But we are ready for fucking 12 – excuse my language, I'm sorry. For 12 picks over the weekend, actually 13, uh, but I already bet Western Michigan on Tuesday night. Sorry. Um that was a winner though. So I, I like I like the Bulldogs in an egg bowl, man. Am I crazy? Uh no, I think I think uh, uh Ole Miss is running out of gas and Ohio, uh, Mississippi State's playing really well and defensively. They're arguably one of the better defensive metrics in the SEC behind Georgia and AM. And uh I, I think a good defense can can control that uh and I mean and, and uh, yeah, I think it, it's gonna be an exciting game, but I would definitely be on the Bulldogs there. Love it. Apple Cup, another good, really good rivalry, actually. Um, I think Washington State finally beats Washington. Uh, I think Washington's quit. I faded them last week when they were on the road against – who did they play? Um, Cal? I think it was Cal. Anyways, either way, I won money betting against them last week. I'm going back to the well. I think that uh, this Washington State team kind of rallied after the firing, firing of Nick Rolovich. Uh, Washington has sort of quit, and especially now that Jimmy Lake's gone, they've really quit. So I like the Cougs to Coug it up. UNC, NC State, I'm taking the Wolfpack, minus six. Uh, it, Devin, it was Arizona last week. Okay, there we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Devin Leary uh, has been quietly one of the better quarterbacks in the country over the last couple months and uh, the most bizarre result of the season, really looking back, one of the more bizarre is them getting just waxed at Mississippi state because they've, they've played really well um, and have, have beat some good teams. Utah state is coming down here to the four corners, Josh, Utah state, New Mexico, a little four corner rivalry action. For those of you that don't know, I live in Southwest Colorado, which is close to the four corners, but yeah, dude, this is the Four Corners special Thanksgiving weekend. I like the Aggies. Uh, Blake Anderson, our guy from the hashtag Wear Pink for Wendy movement, has had them playing some good football this year. I think New Mexico is a really bad football team, and I don't think that they're really going to care too much at this point. Ohio State, Michigan, we've already discussed. Florida State money line plus 125. Talk about some clothes and value. So I bet this, um, and then literally – like, I think 10 minutes later, uh, it came out that Emory Jones had an injury and wasn't going to play in this game. So let's see where this line is at now, because I think it has moved actually to uh, Florida State being favored, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know. I got it. I, I thought I downloaded this recently. I got it Florida minus two and a half, but um, maybe. Did you? Yeah. I'm not. All right. So, but, never mind. It hasn't moved. Um, 
But anyways, I you know, Florida State was a three point dog when I bet this. I took I, with with all due with all due respects to PFF's preseason college first round overall pick. Emory Jones, uh, he's number not, six overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft. He Emory he's Jones. he's not going to move a line three points with all this. Actually, very good point. <laughs> but I don't. Even, I mean, you know, is Anthony Richardson healthy? Can he throw? Who knows? Um, we'll I think see. that I think they should go full Southern Miss and just do the Wildcat. They might should man. Damian Pierce is actually criminally underused. He's a good back, and Mullen they collected him, but. What do you expect? That's probably why he doesn't have a job now. Uh, Georgia minus 35 at Georgia Tech. Am I crazy for thinking this is like one of the more no-brainer bets of, of it, the year? I don't see a backdoor cover. That's the only thing you worry about. I just don't right. think – I just don't – I don't see that. I don't see a backdoor like, cover. I know Georgia wants to get out healthy um, so that they'll probably call the dogs off early, but I just think that – this Georgia Tech team is really bad. And the only, the only, the only reason that we don't cover is with a, a late touchdown by Tech, and then we just determined to run the ball, and and we just don't have enough drives to to score enough points. Which totally happened. It's just like I think that defensive touchdowns are in play on Saturday against this terrible True. offense. I think that Tech is going to have a significant number of three and outs. Like I just, I think that even if. Kirby only plays his starters for a half that the offense could see 10, 12 possessions if things go really sideways in a hurry. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I said, I said 40, 45, nothing. So I know you did. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oregon state, Oregon civil war. I like the Beavers. They won this game outright last year. Uh, they've been playing really good football. Oregon got their, you know what's handed to them last week at Utah, lost that playoff spot. I just don't know how motivated they're going to be. They've kind of played with their food a lot this year anyways, too. Like they were one of those teams that really, you know, put teams away late in the last half of the fourth quarter a lot and played a lot of close games. But I think that Oregon State will hang in there, cover the seven. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at it. Oregon State's got a 50% success rate on offense. They're good, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really good. And they're and I mean Oregon's defense is giving up five yards of play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that. Ooh. Thank you. Join me. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Put <laughs> put a nickel on damn money line. Put a <laughs> money line on that, dude. Let's go. We'll sprinkle a little, dude. We'll take those Western Michigan winnings and. Throw them onto the the beeves money line. Um, Texas A and M LSU. I don't know why I mean call this a gut feeling. Uh, I think this team actually the ones that are still around kind of loves O and he's done a good job keeping them engaged and they've been playing some good defense lately and Zach Calzada other than the time that he levitated for four hours against Alabama really hasn't been a good quarterback this year. So I like the Tigers on the money line, throw a little on it, see what happens. Plus two twenty. Um, That's the only one on here. I don't dig dude. You gotta be honest. I mean, I, I don't blame you. It's, it's a risk, but I've been hitting my money line picks lately. So I'm just figuring, you know, we'll go back to the well. Um, there's my there's my Oregon State Apple Cup. Uh, that's not the Apple Cup. That's uh, Civil, Civil War. Civil War. There's my uh, Oregon State has a turnover chainsaw too. In case you didn't know, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that's like, the most that's the most Northwestern thing ever, dude. It really is, dude. Just like a bunch of dudes in flannels that spent the day like salmon fishing, rolling <laughs> in, rolling in to cheer for the turnover chainsaw. It's gonna be rad. Corvallis, baby, lit. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I got, I got them in minus three and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. Is there anything in the Oregon, Oregon State chart there besides the success rate that you? Um, I mean, pops your eye. That point three four zero EPA on Oregon State. I mean, that's just a good offense. And mm-hmm. uh, um, I mean, y- you know, defense. Yeah, neither defense is particularly good. So I can, I like the, the taking the points there. Um, I can see that's going to be a, a good game. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. They there should, all, be some, I mean, should be some offense. I think so too. 
Um, Notre Dame minus 19 at Stanford. Man, Stanford has been really bad. Like, they're on quit watch for me. I think that they may have given up on this year. Um, and, dude, Notre Dame needs style points. They don't have a conference championship game. They don't have anything to stay healthy for. Like, you know, they're number five right now, and they need some things to bounce their way. But, you know, they if they have any shot, which I don't think they do, but if they have any shot at making the playoff, they got to go out and just roll these dudes and be up like 35 nothing at the half and keep their feet on the neck. So I think 19 is – kind of a, a small number for yeah that's a big situation i mean stanford is one of the one of the few power five teams that has a negative net epa of, uh, yards per play of over one over one is it that's not good uh they're allowing 6.4 yards per play on defense so there's a potential for them to rack up some some yards there man yikes um and then cal who just beat Stanford 41 to 11 the last week. Uh, they're playing at UCLA and they're six and a half point dogs, but this Cal team has been pretty good, honestly, when they're healthy. And I think that this line is a bit of an overreaction to UCLA hanging 60 on USC, but USC hasn't been like, this is a bad USC team. Their coach got fired in week two. Like they, their best receiver went down a while ago, uh, who was by far the best player on the team. So, yeah, Drake London. Like, I, I don't know. Cal's been hot at the right time. Uh, they, they honestly should have beat Oregon. I think that offense has been better than probably most people give it credit for. Um, but Justin Wilcox is a really good defensive coach, and I think he will have enough answers for UCLA to uh, hang in there and keep it close. Yeah, this is looking at our favorite stat, the net yards per play. Cal's actually got a higher net yards per play than UCLA. Let's go. Come yeah. on, bro. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And UCLA, UCLA allowing 5.6 yards per play on defense and a 45% success rate. That That's – Cal's not a great offense, but they should be able to move the ball in there. So, yeah, again, taking the points there is another um, – and it's not like the Rose Bowl is going to be fired up. You know, it's not a – you can go in there and get a win. Right, totally. Um, you know, this Cal team started the year kind of slow, but they've been hot lately, man. They beat Colorado, which was no surprise, but um, they, they beat that Oregon State team 39-25, to and then they got hit with a bunch of COVID and lost to Arizona. But, like, I just – I think that – I think that they're good, man. I think they'll be ready to roll. I also think it might be the last time we see Justin Wilcox on the sidelines there, but who knows? All right, man. Well, you're winning money with betting with Graham. Big time money. Let's do it. Yeah, totally. You guys feel free to like, you know, kick back some winnings or something if that works, but don't send me a bill for your losses. Cause uh, if you bet on these, that's your own decision. Not mine. Uh, recre- <laughs> recreational purposes only recreational i am an illegal gambling state so uh, all right graham i wanted to say thank you again for all the 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 feedback we're getting on the podcast and the and the youtube feed please subscribe and share a lot of birthday wishes were shouted out for me so thank you graham for let's go put me put me out there uh we are uh we're we've got a few more shows to do before we pivot to uh tom cream's basketball team uh doing that this year <laughs> oh god georgia Dude. needs to go all the way and then we need to have like i don't know a couple months of season recap and recruiting shows so that we don't ever have to talk about tom green on this show again because i will have an aneurysm <laughs> all right with that we're we were not going to talk about georgia basketball for a minute and with that i keep saying with that uh no happy thanksgiving graham to you and to your new bride i hope you guys have a wonderful holiday it's absolutely the best time of the year fall absolutely. fall is everywhere good food family friends i i, I will say a prayer of thanksgiving for you and for all your uh for all the dog fans out there that sh- that 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 follow us and retweet us and get into it with us. We love it. And, um, 
I'm I'm ready with that. Take yeah, us, man. Take us out, Graham. Uh, well, thank you, Josh, for those kind words, and uh, thank you for for your friendship and all the fun that we get to have together, and for uh, making our faces and our voices go out and into the the universe on a screen. Um, none of this is possible without you. And uh, yeah, man, just really, really grateful, not just for the show, but uh, more than anything, the, the friendship that we've gotten to build. And really, it's been a lot of fun. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving with, with your wife and the two boys, even the one that's a Georgia Tech fan. I hope he has a good Thanksgiving too. Um, but I think he's a Hawks. He's pr- officially pivoted into Hawks season now. So that's a good business decision by him. Um, you know, can't can't say I blame him. But yeah, man, you guys have a great great holiday. Um, enjoy enjoy the weekend. Relax. Uh, sit on the couch or or rake leaves or whatever it is that you want to do. Because I know you've you've had a busy run here lately. So take a take a load off and take a deep breath and enjoy it and that goes for all of you guys that watch the show enjoy yourselves uh enjoy the people around you enjoy the last full week of college football i can't believe that we're saying that already and uh yeah thank you guys so much for for the time and the energy and the engagement that you have given us this season and uh also thank you for like being being our hype people basically like thank you for sharing our stuff and telling your friends about it and the word of mouth and the posts and the retweets and all of that uh that's how this thing has grown that's how it'll continue to grow super organic and that's what's fun about it we've never paid for uh you know a boosted post or anything like that you guys find our stuff and you uh you hype it up and that's awesome and we love you for it and uh You guys have a great Thanksgiving. We will see you next week with a ton of exciting uh, Bama preview content. And yeah, we still have about six weeks of football season left, I think, if things go according to plan. So we're nowhere close to done yet, but appreciate you guys and uh, enjoy your holidays. All right. Go dogs. Go dogs.